Hey, this is Ali Ballas, and I am a victim of the 2020 lockdown. All joking aside, I just want to hang, and I've heard a lot of people saying the same, and sometimes with people who I don't even know. And as we've come to realize, that is not okay during a pandemic. Even though we can't meet in person, doesn't mean we can't get outside of our bubble. This is about learning new things, stepping outside, and all while staying home. Just because we can't hang, there still can't hang. This week on Can't Hang, I speak to Kiara Botha, a recent graduate of Ivy Business School at Western University, who has teamed up to create the startup Marlowe alongside other recent grads. After being alienated by menstruation growing up and being faced with solving a problem in a class project, Kiara and the team decided that one of the most stagnant industries in the world needed a much needed shakeup. Enter Marlow, a subscription-based service which provides lubricated tampons along with their community which emphasizes education and advocacy. I want to add as a side note that Kiara and I recorded this episode as one of my first ever recordings when I hadn't quite gotten all the technology together yet. And well, I didn't choose to save. So this is my second time recording this with Kiara, which I'm so grateful she was able to find an extra hour in her schedule to remedy my technical errors. And now it is my pleasure to introduce you to Kiara Botha. Saving the world one tampon at a time. Okay, so this week I'm having Kiara. Um, so Kiara is one of the founders of Marlowe um, and is doing really incredible things since she graduated in April. So welcome, Kiara. Hi, thank you for having me. Awesome. You're so welcome. So we're going to get started as we normally do. So we're going to start from the very beginning. Um, So growing up, what got you into this? Like, did you have any inspiration from your childhood or like, where did this come from? So Marlo specifically, I was never someone who was personally very outspoken about menstruation or my body or my period. And I think looking back, that's kind of important because realizing now how little I spoke about it, how little I was aware of it, um, really has been like a driving force for me and allowed me to put myself into the shoes of like everyone who might use our products. But, um, yeah, Yeah, I just feel like personally, even I'll cut in here, but like Mm -hmm. the education was super inadequate. So I don't know if that contributed. Um, but it definitely did for me in like recognizing how important, um, your brand is because I really didn't, I don't know a lot still, um, about my own reproductive systems. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't think I've really even learned much about it until now at the age of 22, starting (laughs) my own business about menstrual products. Um, And it's crazy. I mean, I, I feel like even when I was younger, our friends didn't talk about it. My parents didn't talk about it to us because their parents didn't talk about it to them. And like the cycle mm-hmm. continues and even small things like, you know, at a young age, I like wasn't really comfortable with using tampons and couldn't figure that out for such a long time. And it was such an alienating experience and something I like couldn't, didn't really feel like I could talk to friends about. So yeah, even like, sure. yeah, I feel like even driver. 
personally, um, this is something I didn't tell you the last time. Um, my family doctor actually was like, what? Like, you don't use tampons? And I was like, 12. I was like, no, ma'am. Like, I don't. Like, this is not. <laughs> like, what? Like, it just, like, made you feel bad about yourself, which I don't. Like, I think yeah. there's of options and, like, whatever. But I, know. I think that's I- something that happens a lot. Yeah. And I remember feeling so much pressure to use them. And when I couldn't figure it out, I felt like I wasn't like being a girl, probably essentially, mm-hmm. um, which is really sad looking back. So can you give a quick description of um, your company, Marlo, um, that you just started? Yeah. So we just launched back in May of 2020. And Marlo is a menstrual product company. And we sell lubricated tampon kits that are delivered on a monthly basis. So that's our first product that we're starting out with. And we started it out back as a school project. And it was kind of inspired by how little innovation there was in the industry, how disconnected we felt from our products. And we noticed this problem where a lot of people we interviewed that were using tampons found them uncomfortable to insert or painful due to like a whole variety of reasons. And then from there, we decided to launch this product. And even beyond that, we have our larger mission behind our company, which is creating a more inclusive uh, menstrual product company that's open to all menstruators. And we really want to build a community where we're constantly engaging with everyone that could use our product so that they're the ones driving our product we're, you know, p- pushing forward educational content so that our brand can kind of be like an older sister. So you're not that person that's, again, you know, growing up, not knowing anything about your body or being able to have those conversations. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to come back and loop back to your blog in a bit. But um, first, I guess, let's talk about the overall industry that you were kind of breaking into. Um, where did you see the gap? Because there obviously is one. Um, and how did you kind of figure this out? I know you've spoken to experts on this who have kind of advised on how in the past tampons have been dealt with, but what, like, where did you see this gap? Where did you want to break into? Yeah. So it kind of started off when one of our co-founders, Nadia, we were talking because obviously this started as a school project. We kind of just had to pick an industry and a company to bring up a new product or service in. And she brought up, we all cared about like social impact and and sustainability. And she brought up the idea of the menstrual product industry, which we were all kind of taken aback by because we'd never even thought of it. Mm -hmm. And what shocked us so much is she was like, hold on, like, have you noticed any innovation recently other than like the introduction of the Diva Cup? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, and even the Diva Cup, when we looked into it, it's been around for years, like dozens of years. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that just got like a cool rebrand, like as being like something new, but like, yeah, so many people have been using it for so long and it just has been like tucked away. And now it's like a cool thing. Yeah, exactly. And so that like kind of got our wheels spinning. And then when we started interviewing people, we'd ask them, you know, what brands do you use? And most of them couldn't even remember what they were using. Whatever's on sale. Yeah, they're like, I don't know, Kotex, Playtex, Tampax, one of those things if it's on sale. So that was kind of interesting for us to see because, you know, it's it's such an intimate product and use it 
for so much of your life Mm -hmm. and for it to be so standard essentially yeah negligible to your daily life I couldn't tell you Yeah. yeah and like so little innovation to like adapt to different people's concerns and issues that they have with the products they use. So yeah, for sure. For sure. I was excited about changing that. So speaking of that, um, walk me through what it's like to start a company fresh out of school. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And like, congratulations on that. <laughs> um, but I have been talking to my friends, family, like I wouldn't even know how to start. So how has this process been? Starting a company right out of school has actually been a pretty crazy experience, but also probably one of my favorite career experiences ever. Um, We got kind of lucky with COVID in a sense because it kind of freed up everyone's time. Mm -hmm. And so we we were all in a position. We were like, okay, we're stuck inside. A lot of our jobs have been postponed or canceled and like we're passionate about this. So let's work on it together. And then from there, it's been a lot. I think that's it's the case with any startup, but you kind of just have to learn as you go because you're, put you're putting yourself into every category of, you know, figuring out how finances and talking to investors works and how marketing works and how operations works and um, all of this stuff. So it's a lot of learning on the go. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, that's a perfect segue. So I know a lot of the girls on your team, um, I think it's all girls, um, come from Western as well, um, because it obviously started as a school project. So um, kind of talk to me about your team. Um, You've got some incredible people. Um, So who's involved and what kind of strengths have helped you um, really to launch this? Mm -hmm. So we have our original founding team, which is the group that we came with as a school project at Ivy. And... Mm -hmm. That is, I think there's six of us. Um, <laughs> five of us are all female and there's one guy on it, Ethan. He's uh, taken a step back. He's kind of working as like a blog editor for us now. And okay. then me and Simone are working on it full time. And then the other three, Nat, Nadia and Parrot are working on it part time as well, finishing off school in their own jobs. And then we also have like an amazing team of like people from Western, but also some people from outside of Western working with us for like blog content, graphic design, social media management, videography, all of that. So they've been like such an amazing team to work with. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys really seem like you have all your bases covered from what I've seen anyways. So um, that's really cool how you guys all come from like different like academic backgrounds. Um, Yeah. I think that's really beneficial probably to like your current and future success um, is having multiple viewpoints on that. Yeah, exactly. It kind of brings in a more like diverse opinions and then everyone can bring in, can bring in their own strengths from what they know. So it's really yeah, awesome. Sure. So um, coming back around to your blog, it's so cool. I like read all the posts <laughs> all the time and it's so informative. And as you mentioned earlier, um, like it's, it does, it's like kind of like an older sister um, type of thing. It's not like preachy or um, like too boring, not too boring. It's not boring at all. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. Um, but I mean, it's like presented in a, like such a cool way that like the most important information is not coming across as like monotonous. Um, yeah. So what, just tell us about what type of content you have and like what the goal is of your blog. We started out our blog kind of as like one of the first steps we took with launching the company. And that's a lot of like the educational mission that drives us. 
and being able to kind of spark conversation, break down a lot of the stigma and taboos, but kind of how you were saying it's not in a preachy way. We want to do it. I think a lot of the time when you look at like these really um, like very empowering and powerful like blog pages and stuff, sometimes they're at a level where they know the subject matter so intensely that it's almost not welcoming. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. a big part of it has been coming at out of like meeting our audience where they are. So kind of like not getting too preachy or crazy, but just being like, okay, here are the topics you want to learn about it. Like here's a quick and easy way to learn about it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we tie in some humor. um, And then we try to like cover a pretty broad variety of topics. So we've got things on like medical conditions, like vaginismus and PCOS, but then we'll talk. I mean, our, one of our latest ones was talking about lubrication and we brought in like the WAP sock. <laughs> so we like to have fun <laughs> with it too. Okay. That's so awesome. And yeah, I, um, I've been keeping an eye on that and they're, they are just like super informative and, and yes, they are quirky and funny. Um, <laughs> so I really like those. Um, but in terms of Marlowe, um, so you've had these like two kind of aspects of it, the education from the blog and then the actual product. Um, so in terms of the actual product, what stage are you at? Um, And like, what's your timeline looking like? Yeah, so we just finished a crowdfunding campaign for Marlowe. And because of that, we're currently in the process of signing our final contracts with our manufacturers, which is really exciting. And we're hoping for a launch of our products in early 2021. So in the meantime, kind of just building up our community and then we're good to go. Okay, that's awesome. So in terms of your manufacturing process, uh, can you speak to that a bit? And like how, like as someone who just graduated, I'm the same age as you, I don't know how you figured this out. How (laughs) how did you find a manufacturer? And like, what was important to you when you were finding someone to make your products? Yeah, so it's been a pretty huge learning curve. um, Specifically, (laughs) so tampons and lubricant are all like regulated as uh, medical devices. So, you know, we're going through like Health Canada and FDA regulation in order to get our products out. So making sure all of that is in place and getting like different licensing and all of that has been kind of crazy. Um, And then the manufacturers we've picked it's kind of, you just start with the Google search, you email like hundreds of them, see what criteria fits, what doesn't keep contacting them, um, and figure it out from there. So that's basically how we've gone at it. Did you have any like aspects in terms of like, um, keeping it domestic or did you have any like prioritization on like sustainability, anything that came like factored in like that? Mm-hmm. So we originally wanted to see if we could keep it within Canada, but just options wise, there wasn't a lot of places to source it from. So mm-hmm. right now we're sourcing our different components from um, the States and then some of it from Europe as well. And so geography wise, that's where it's at. The biggest things that were important to us is the ingredients And then as well, we did really um, prioritize sustainability as well. So even our tampons that we're we're getting, they're completely organic cotton. They're not dyed with chlorine. They're dermatologist tested. Um, The wrapper we've got is biodegradable. The applicator is made with like 
less intensive energy sources. So it's not made with fossil fuels or anything. It's a plant-based plastic. So, and then trying to make our packaging eco-friendly um, and our lubricant, we're trying to vet um, suppliers that have like a really clean but effective list of ingredients. We're trying to avoid any like irritants or anything like that. So all of those aspects have been really important to us. That's awesome. Um, your products look so cool. And they were on the um, crowdfunding, like they're available to view on the crowdfunding, even though your yeah. actual product wasn't the like packages of like subscriptions were. And that's yeah. something I've told you this before, but um, it, like you always forget, like, I don't know who doesn't forget, but like it comes all the time, your period. And somehow you still forget that it's oh, coming. So <laughs> subscription is the best idea. Yeah. Because you never think of it till you have it, and then you're yeah. like, "Oh shit, I'm out of. I finished everything last time, and now I yeah. have to go get product." And yeah. I heard this great idea. I'm in. I was in FEMS, so I feel like this is a really FEMS thing. Um, that like at the end of your period, you should always donate whatever you have left um, to like a local charity or whatever, um, as long as it's still packaged, which was great. And I did it a couple times um, when we had like product drives. And then the next time I got my period, I had like like nothing, nothing. <laughs> so, um, I encourage you to donate, but, um, maybe just donate like a whole box or something because that was like, not good. Yeah. <laughs> not <a> good situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could totally say happening. <laughs> so what was, you've spoken to a lot of experts, um, in your process of just like learning and also your process of like, like developing your product. So what was the most surprising thing that you've learned from, um, an expert? Um, I think what's been shocking is the lot, a lot of the time when we talk to doctors about our product, they've already thought about it and how they want it to exist. And, you know, a lot of, um, we've spoken to a lot of like pelvic physiotherapists and they told us, you know, that the advice that they give to their patients is to use lubricant or a lot of the time to spit on their tampons, which is, can be kind of gross. Um, and so we've had a lot, a lot of doctors be like, you know, like, why have I thought about this for so long and like not invented this or like, oh my gosh, I've always thought this was necessary, but like, I don't have time to make it as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing that like very obvious need for it has been really, really exciting and validating for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Marlo sounds fantastic and I'm so excited. Um, I'm kind of sad that I missed out on the crowdfunding, um, but I will definitely be a future customer. Um, so I'm so excited Thank about you. that. And I always look forward to the blog posts. Um, so I'll make sure to link those on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're moving into our final part of the show, which is rapid fire questions. And typically I say right now, oh my gosh, I haven't even given my guests the questions. So you're going to get their best and like truest answer. Kara sort of got like a head start on that because of the mishap. So um, we're still going to do the same questions and like maybe you forgot your answers. I don't know. So the first question is if you could hang or quarantine with five people who would it be um I think I did forget a lot of my answers but I do remember this answer from last time and it's the same and it would honestly overkill but it would be my Marlo team we're all like geographically separated and we also started out as like a really good group of friends and I miss them so 
I would love to quarantine with us. I, I totally remember that answer too, because it was so cute. Um, <laughs> so good job on remembering that one. Um, Thanks. And okay, so the second question, who would be your dream investor? Dream investor, someone who really embodies our brand, like, like some badass woman, essentially. I think <laughs> I brought up Michelle Obama last time, like someone who can bring like diverse opinion, like knows her way around, has confidence and just like really backs our mission. So. Totally. I would totally agree with that. That'd be such a cool investor to have, yeah. um, but I'm sure you have really cool investors too. So now that your Kickstarter is over, my last time I asked you, um, what would you want to say to those thinking of joining your Kickstarter or like your crowdfunding? But this time I'm going to ask you, um, what do you want to say to those that are thinking about subscribing to Marlo, but like have like a bit of a, like something holding them back? I would say it's an extremely welcoming community. I'd say honestly, reflect on like your menstruation experience, um, what you think was lacking. And hopefully in that case, we have something for you, either like helping bring education and knowledge to you, or just like a community of people that can kind of share in their experiences and not feel uncomfortable together finally. So, and then hopefully share some products that help you too. So awesome. So for anyone listening, that's yeah. call. So a couple more questions. Um, what are you binging right now, whether it's on Netflix or prime? Um, what show are you looking at this week? I have been on a kick of rom-coms and teen coming of age. movies. <laughs> Me and my roommate have been watching a movie like every night to kind of oh. chill out. I think this week, the last one I watched was No Strings Attached. <laughs> so, okay, such a good that one. That was good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have to tell you this because I feel like you're, if you love rom-coms, you're going to love mm-hmm. it. You need to watch Emily in Paris. Um, oh, I just finished that. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, oh, I love it. So good. I'm like halfway through. <laughs> It's like that type of show you just like, you need to take a break and it like yeah. fills the perfect spot. <laughs> and it is, I heard, or like I read or heard somewhere that it was from um, the people that made Sex in the City and Younger, which are two of my favorite shows of all time, like hands down. So it's like the perfect mix. I don't know if anyone has watched all three, but so I haven't good. watched Younger, so I'd be down okay. to watch that mm-hmm. and look into it. Mm-hmm. it's on prime it's it's really good so anyway that was my binge um okay so last question um what has been your favorite outcome of the quarantine there's been so many bad things um but what's your favorite positive outcome my favorite positive outcome is that I've never gotten outside so much or connected with nature so much I feel like um I feel like I've had to like teach myself how to get out of the house and how to have more balance because otherwise it's way too easy to sit inside and do nothing or stare at your computer and zoom calls all day Um, so yeah just getting outside and like trying to appreciate smaller things more has been really nice that's awesome um so it's been so great to talk to you um again and I'm so grateful that you were able to make time for me to speak to me again um I think your product is so awesome and your whole company and the vision you guys have is just like really incredible um, and really inspiring so thank you so much for coming on Kiara 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been yeah, really fun talking to you. So awesome. and excited thank to see you. where your podcast goes. Awesome. Thank you so much. And um take care everyone. I'm Alia Ballas, and you have been listening to Can't Hang. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved today's show, please subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Visit canhang.simplecast.com to check out all the incredible people I've interviewed and who's coming soon. Much love goes out to all those who have been posting about Can't Hang on social. Please tag me in your posts at Can't Hang Pod, and please continue to send me suggestions of who you'd love to see in future episodes. I have an incredible lineup, but I'm always looking for people outside my bubble. Please tune in next Thursday and hang with me and my next guest. This show is produced by me, Alia Ballas, and the music was created by Quan. Quan.